Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Red Voices podcast where myself and Mr. Ewan Leonard are going to attempt to make sense of what we watched today. Um, lots to talk about. Thanks for stopping by. Ewan, how are you? Absolutely average. Absolutely average. I think that's a terrible thing to say about yourself. I think you're distinctly above average. Oh, well, the, th- that, that's the nicest words that have been sent my way absolutely all day. What an absolute charm you are. <laughs> how about you? How are you, Kevin? Yeah, I'm good, my friend. I'm good. Uh, just, uh, you know, taking it all in after the extremely eventful and not at all annoying uh, 2-1 loss to City today. Um, trying to look on the bright side and seek some positives in it all. H- how do you feel about the game? Annoyed. Annoyed. Annoyed, but, but not discouraged. I think we, we just had a quick chat before we pressed record, as we, we, we sometimes do that. But uh, yeah, it was a frustrating afternoon, but not one that I could say I got unduly angry or despondent or discouraged by. I think it felt like more of a blip than uh, you know, a, a sea change or a gigantic moment where we suddenly felt like everything was going to fall apart. Put it that way. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a difficult one to place, isn't it, in terms of how, how do you measure how successful was it? If you look at it in a literal sense, we lost, so not successful <laughs> at all. Um, but I think as a team, we're on a journey. And as I, I tweeted about it earlier, so I, I, I'm choosing to view it as how far we've come as opposed to how how far we, we still have did. to go. As far, yeah, how far we still have to go. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So let's just take a look through the game as it happened. Um. Not a good start. No, uh, we were. No, 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 no. It was <laughs> kind of just, just kind of disappointing, really. I mean, one of the things that we noted from the last couple of years in, in the post-Ferguson wilderness was that frequently, when Moyes and Van Hal took charge, especially when it came to the big games, it didn't quite feel like we were getting the right level of intensity. <clears throat> and when it came to Van Hal, he at least had us well drilled and would normally have us. You know, capable if not fantastic. And what we saw today for the majority of that first half was a team that basically looked like it had just dropped into Manchester that morning and wasn't quite attuned to what was going on around it. It was really disconcerting. They looked really discombobulated as well. You know, so many missed passes from so many players. Just a really, really flat start to the game for United. And City, fair play to them, they absolutely took full advantage of it. Uh, discombobulated, that's a great word. I was going to say conflustered, but I like your one better. Conflustered? Um, oh, add that into the lexicon. <laughs> How much of a role, like, let's get, we'll get into the sort of run of the game a bit more, but let's, let's start with the teams. Um, Henrik Mkhitaryan coming in on the right and Jesse Lingard coming in on the left. First game since the Community Shield. And, uh, bit of an odd game to give Mkhitaryan his first start in as well. Um, well, Jesse and Mkhitaryan coming in for me, that was, Everyone else, I can understand why Mourinho picked them. Those two, it didn't make sense to me. Jesse has just come back from, from injury, as you noted, from that community shield. And even at the best of times, as good as Jesse can be, which isn't fantastic anyway, I still would have kept Martial in there, despite the fact that he has had a little bit of a cold start to this season. And In terms of Mkhitaryan, because he got that injury in international duty with Armenia, and because when he's come on, he's looked alright, but not completely attuned to the pace of the Premier League just yet, that presented itself as a risk and it's not one that paid off at all. He didn't look comfortable at any stage in that first 45 minutes. He looked loose he wasn't sure where players were around him whilst he was pretty damn good with the ball at his feet when it came to trying to you know, progress movements and the attacks that we had 
he just didn't look like he knew what he was doing at those exact moments. I, I've got no doubt that he can do better than that because he absolutely can. But it it was disappointing to say the least. And I think because we struggled to get the ball to dangerous positions so much in that first half, the performances of those two in particular were thrown to really sharp relief. I guess it's easy. It is easy in an extent for us to say in hindsight that the performances of of those two wingers were in a system which probably relied on us exploiting the flanks. Our, our two starting wingers were very very poor, and it's what do you think Mourinho's logic was behind starting them? Because I mean, it's easy for us to say in hindsight it was a risk, but he he obviously felt like these were the players he needed to go with. I I guess with Jesse there there's the understanding that perhaps he's he's willing to be a bit of a, a workhorse and 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 he he has come up you know in big games as part of his character so i can understand why you might have him in the team in terms of his his off the ball work it seemed an odd time to decide to bring mctarian in i mean i was from a personal point of view i've been you know, dying to see him start a game <laughs> but, but oh why, i'm so glad but, he, he he just proved you right there didn't he <laughs> yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, why wait till now? And if you were just going to bring him in anyway, then I- I'm not sure what he, what in this current game, in, in, in the game that we just watched, he was going to offer that was any different to what Mata would have offered. So I, it was just an odd game to drop him into the deep end in, considering you hadn't played him beforehand. And if, and if the plan was always just to bring him in and start him and, and he be, he be the starting right winger, why hasn't he done it yet? It, it was just, it was just seemed an odd decision to me. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think because Mkhitaryan had been gently knocking on the door as opposed to trying to bang it down in terms of actually starting on that right-hand side of attack, I, I think that it, there was still enough of a reason to have started Mata or at least have used him in some description in this game. So starting Mkhitaryan, if he's just come back from injury, given that Mata has started every other game so far this season, was a strange one. And it's not one that paid off. I mean, at least Mourinho has noted that there were issues in terms of what he did in the setup and the lineup that he chose so we're not dealing with a situation where you know van Hal is puffing his cheeks out bristling at the suggestion that he might possibly have gotten something wrong that's progress at least but still <laughs> that the, those decisions those two i mean uh, they they weren't the only thing that was wrong that they were issues much further back in that lineup people who looked like they were half asleep and just didn't get to grips with city's pace and their skill and just their pressing in that first half but I do think that because the setup seemed to be so reliant on us being efficient on the counter-attack, because Lingard and Mkhitaryan were far from out of the races today, it just made it look so much worse. But look, again, you know, let's spread the blame around a little bit. We've been talking so much this season about Daily Blind and Eric Bailly, and they had a torrid first half, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try not to go too hard on, on Blind here, but I think we saw a typical example today of why we have had concerns about him being a starting centre-back I mean it, it, it's look it's probably not indicative of his overall quality as a player and it's not been indicative of his performances so far this season but also it's probably the first time he's really been tested in the way that he got tested today Bailey showed his inexperience but it, it, it we definitely have some questions to answer there it's been a strange day in that respect in terms of the defence because they were clearly following instructions and sitting really, really deep, but it ended up leaving a, a big gap between the midfield and the defence, and, and City just exploited, especially in that first half hour, 35 minutes, between the lines, we were just getting torn apart, which is why Kevin De Bruyne looked like the best player on the planet 
um, for the first 35 minutes of the game. Luke Shaw looked oddly off the pace as well. Um, so it was quite an interesting one because obviously, typically in, in these big games, Mourinho plays deep and, and he'll sit back and he'll soak up the pressure and counter. And, um, he did it today and, and, it just wasn't executed as well as you would expect the Mourinho team to execute that kind of a game plan. Um, so I think we probably learned something, and he will have learned something about the players he has today. Because yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure we, as yet, have the quality in defence to be a team that is ultra defensive against a team that's going to dominate possession and take the game to us the way City did. So um, yeah, it was a. An absolute howler from Blind for that first goal, wasn't it? Uh yeah. I mean, it, it was it was Route One stuff, wasn't it? It went from a position of you know us having an attack, seeing that breaking down, and then Bravo. Oh gosh, Claudio Bravo. We'll get into him later. That was that was <laughs> that, that was the highlight for me. And then Kolarov's long punt forward, Hinacho, you know, pretty much unchallenged to move the ball on, and Blind just looking like he was trying to levitate the ball with his mind, and then suddenly De Bruyne thought it was like. Slow motion. It was incredible just to sort of scene there. It was like it was very slowly coming towards them. And when you went, sod this, I'm going to run off and score. <laughs> and fair enough. You know, great finish. Dave was absolutely stranded there. It's difficult to fault Dave for that one, isn't it? I mean, it was a great finish down on that left corner. And let's be honest, no more than City deserved. Uh, I think going back to what you were saying about what uh, Mourinho might have learned about his team tonight, in particular, I think it showed how differently these two teams are, what stage they're at, essentially. You know, I think City <laughs> are singing from the same hymn sheet already and there is a plan there is a structure and there is whilst there not be a hundred percent an idea of what Guardiola's best starting lineup is as yet they're definitely working towards that with United oh, well, they're, they're, a lot closer. Improved, they're a lot closer than we are yeah that's true whilst United have improved certainly and there are there are reasons for optimism which we'll come to later on I, I still think that United have got work in progress slapped all across them at the moment oh absolutely uh, it, it's a case of Plenty of signs today that we have progressed a lot, but plenty of signs that there's a lot more work to do. Um, so we blinked or perhaps glanced at our watches or maybe sneezed and it was 2-0. Um, <laughs> talk to me about that second goal. Don't want to. It was bad. So bad. Oh, good grief. Jesse Lingard and Blin just left for absolute dead by that very simple term by De Bruyne in the, in the penalty area. And essentially everyone just completely befuddled by that shot. I mean, it, it, it was a great shot. Fair play to him. And De Bruyne could even easily have had a second goal in that game. I think he was absolutely excellent. And I think that it was, it was difficult to get him off the ball all afternoon. I think he showed his talent today. It was very impressive. The individual display from him and a big part of why City won. But yeah, from a defensive standpoint, what absolute nightmare. I mean, that ball coming back out the way it did, no one reacting to it. And he and Acho was just a simple tap in whilst Bailey and Valencia are both sticking their arms up hoping for an offside. You know, really, really poor. You know, just, just a really bad goal to concede considering that whilst that 1-0 we were still in the game and we had not necessarily studied the ship, but we looked like we were coming to terms with the game a little bit better to then give away a goal like that. It was just so poor and I'm sure Mourinho will be particularly annoyed about that going into this week's training. Yeah, well, it, it just gave us too much to do, didn't it? I mean... Uh... Fair enough, we probably still had enough opportunities to equalise given the the chances that did fall to Ibrahimovic later on in the game, which we'll get on to. But I'm just not sure. You, I, I, well, it's been proven by today's result. You can't really afford to go 2-0 down against a team that are as good as CER. And you're right, they haven't got it all figured out yet, but 
gosh dang a lot closer than we are getting it figured out. Um, so yeah, I'd agree with what you said. Um, I want to avoid um the massive elephant in the room about it all and just say it's clear, particularly when it comes to issues of personnel. Uh, well, should I say, there's two major issues in the team. One is what is our best front six, and and secondly is what is our best formation and it's a question that Mourinho is still clearly trying to answer it's been said a million times I'm not sure he's landed on it yet and I think he's starting to figure that out um, until he has we're we're not going to be strong enough to compete in these kind of crunch fixtures and look at we had a, a very very good uh, second half comparative to <laughs> the first half well that's the first really half. not hard yeah you know but it's it also was a case of there was a, a lot of force of will and character when it comes to oh i just said the character word and um, but it was it we, we got ourselves back into the game with a little bit of luck and sheer force of will which is good to see um but we didn't still didn't quite have the quality or the cohesion i would say to to actually execute it properly so a lot of questions for Mourinho to answer. Um, but anyway, we pulled a goal back at the start of the first half. Uh, no, sorry, at the end of the first half. That's true, we did. Oh dear. Penny for Joe Hart's thoughts. <laughs> what an absolute shambles. And we didn't deserve it. And it was a lifeline. Um, the the yeah. match of the day guys are going to be foaming at the mouth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Imagine. I mean, very, very, very great finish. Fair play to Ibrahimovic to slot that in. And considering that, for me, I think that was his worst game for us so far. I, I did not enjoy watching him today at all. Five and but, five. Uh, that's true. That's true. Very true. I mean, it, it was, a, as I said, it was a well-taken goal. And arguably, if he wasn't there to hit that, and uh, shall we say, if several other players of our team had been in that position, then that could easily have gone any number of different ways. But he did strike it very well. I don't know. Perhaps just because Bravo's just come into the side and he tried to shout for it and John Stones has just got himself at sixes and sevens. I think looking at that replay, it almost seemed like it was six or one after than the other. Stones for trying to be anywhere near that once he's heard the shout and Bravo just for basically going up for it and getting himself all the flutter. But great finish and, you know, arguably we could have been two all at half time. Yeah, it was a, it was a weird halftime feeling. It was like we seemed to be simultaneously unlucky to be still behind and also lucky to not be five nil down. It was <laughs> it was yeah, it was it was interesting. Sparked a bit of a turnaround. I think there was a a palpable sense that it was going to be a different second half. Um, generally speaking, so far this year we've had much better second halves than first halves anyway, in terms of our you know our assertiveness in play and and yeah, it was just kind of all changed second half wasn't it it was uh so Herrera came on and Rashford came on and it was quite mm-hmm. interesting to see the switch we we switched to I guess an approximation of a 4-3-3 formation where Herrera came in and sat as our deepest uh deepest midfielder which is something we're starting to see time and time again when he's in the team now um, <laughs> yeah I mean you say he sat as our deepest midfielder he still left that back four ridiculously exposed for a good 30-40 minutes well you know nobody's perfect they can um, cope <laughs> well no I mean such was the game that it, it was it was just a kind of end-to-end game by that point wasn't it yeah yeah I mean it's I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm sort of too critical and I'm trying to have my cake and eat it because it was good to see at least United at least go for it you know but it was noticeable especially in that second half a better City side, perhaps with Agüero up front as opposed to Iheanacho, 
we could be looking at a much worse scoreline because we were so, so open in that second half. Yeah. But I, I mean, I want to focus on the positives here and say Herrera comes in, <laughs> sits as the deepest uh, midfielder. And, uh, you see Pogba at times, like literally right up alongside Ibrahimovic. It was quite an interesting approach. We, we seemed to do a lot of attacking for most of the second half. And Ibrahimovic had some chances, um, to, to, to square it all up. And it just didn't seem like it was coming, did it? No, it's difficult because any criticism that you make of Ibrahimovic so far has got to be tempered with two things. Number one, as you know, he scored five goals from five, you know, including the community shield. And if you give him chances, then more often than not, he will score. And you're also remembering that this guy is going to be 35 years of age this year. But what today pointed out to me from watching Ibrahimovic play up front is when we're chasing a game, it's not necessarily the greatest thing to have him there in that lone striker role because essentially he's not going to come and get the ball. You've got to get the ball to him in terms of off the ball work. You know, fair enough. He is, he's not a, a sprightly young figure anymore. You know, I'm not expecting him to go hell for leather or do a full Tevez or anything like that. But it's just because, as I mentioned, the ball needs to go to him. It does mean you're somewhat restricted with what you can do. It's going to be interesting in going back to that previous point of seeing how it's going to work out when we're chasing games, because we are going to be doing that enough this season, I would assume, to see how it works out with Ibrahimovic in that role, or whether or not we'll see him taken off for Rashford, because Rashford is going to offer you more running. He's going to stretch the fence a little bit more, try and get him behind. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm, yeah, no, it definitely is. And I mean, it, to, to your point about him shooting at a point when you figure he, he should have passed, it's probably... It's hard for him to win when it comes to that kind of contest because, you know, he, he takes that shot at Bournemouth and scores a fantastic 25-yard goal into the bottom corner. So, you know, the, the kind of player that he is, he's got that in his locker. He is sometimes going to try that, you know, logic would say, and certainly hindsight would say that he should have passed. So, you know, I think he can be forgiven um that at times. And it's just one of those things. I, I do take your point around uh, Pogba trying to do it on his own at times and, and, and I guess that's what you kind of get when you, you bring in these sort of world superstar players that, that are told that you know you're the best player in the world or you're one of the best players in the world they will there is an individualism that comes with that that we and it, you know we, we've not had that for a couple of years have we um, so yeah I mean I think the benefits of of as Latan in your team are obviously massively outweigh the negatives because I, I I dread to think what a certain Mister He who must not be named would what his numbers would be if he was our main striker this year. One thing you can say about Rooney today is that he was one of the few players on the pitch who looked like he understood what was going on and the actual the the occasion that was happening on the pitch today. You know, he looked like he cared and. There were several players around him who you could certainly say were either overwhelmed by the occasion or just weren't really attuned to what was going on, which is a little bit disappointing. You know, you, you, I didn't get the sense from United that they understood for most of that game who they were playing. And I know that this this fixture has been hyped to high heaven. You know, the, the European press have been going mad for it. Now, I understand all the narratives and everything. And I know that that can sometimes make a game of football seem much more important than it is. And as we mentioned last week, this is only the fourth game of the league season. However badly or however well it went, we can't draw grand sweeping conclusions from it. But in the context of that game today, that was a derby. And I didn't feel like United really got it. And whilst Rooney was not great, and I'll happily say that, 
he was one of the few who actually seemed to understand what was going on. I want on. to challenge you on that. What, what, what makes you say that? What okay. makes you say that we didn't, it, what, where are you getting that from? Um, Cause I'm quite interested. I, I didn't get that sort of feeling at all. Actually, it felt more like a derby game to me than, than I felt for a long time when watching. Uh, and I guess probably because I, I felt we looked, despite the terrible first half, I felt in the second half we looked more recognizably like a United team than we have for a couple of years in the derby. So uh, wh- what do you mean when you say it didn't feel like a derby game? Well, not, not necessarily from, from City perspective, who seemed to understand the magnitude of the occasion, more from ours, really. Especially in that first half, we were, you know, slow getting out struggling to get passes together, struggling to clear our lines, struggling to attack. You know, it just didn't feel like we were really aware of what was going on around us. You know, it felt very sloppy and slow and unsteady. You know, in in the second half, you're all right. It definitely came together a little bit more. But having looked at that, I mean, again, this isn't necessarily meant to be a ringing endorsement of Rooney. I didn't think he was that good. But it's more the sense that if you look at how he was going into challenges and obviously you then temper that with the fact that he got that booking for clattering into Claudio Bravo in the second half a little bit of afters from that challenge previously in the half it just felt like at least he was up for it and I couldn't necessarily say the same about some of his other colleagues not everyone of course because you know Eric Barley run his out run his heart out today he did made several last ditch challenges in the second half that arguably could have been goals had he not stuck his boot in and I thought Herrera as you mentioned came on and actually did a great job despite the fact that it left us very open at the back but yeah, I, w- I wasn't necessarily convinced by the attitude or application of several of the players around him, to be honest. But still, you know, I mean, that doesn't necessarily excuse Rooney being less than fantastic, put it that way. Well, when when Rashford came on, um, I think it, there was yeah, there was there was calls for him to start the game out on the left anyway. Um, and given that we had decided to drop Martial uh, for Lingard, I guess the question why why wasn't it Rashford came in? He immediately. Uh, showed why he probably should have started the game. And, uh, it, it, he was unlucky, um, not to get an equaliser in the end, wasn't he? I mean, it, I guess you sort of look at the shot and say, right, well, that's probably an easy save for Bravo. Nearly said Kaylor Navas for, <laughs> for, for Bravo. If, <laughs> if it doesn't get the deflection, maybe it doesn't go in. But what, what's Ibrahimovic doing there? He's obviously waiting for the, the pass, which then doesn't come, but it, it's a shame. I I don't know. I mean, I kind of want to ask him about that because you know, he was clearly in something of a tussle with uh, with the centre backs around him at that stage, Otamendi and Jones, and he had a bit of a battle with Otamendi for most of the game. But you know, at, at that stage, if you can see Rashford is right there, my first instinct is get out of the way. I could be blocking a shot here, and there really wasn't much of an attempt. And I know that you know, part of uh, Ibrahimovic's style is he'll do whatever he wants. He'll input he'll input energy <laughs> when he feels like it. But at that stage, you're just thinking, just get out of the way. <laughs> Goodness me. I mean, it, it, that that was one of the few moments in the entirety of that second half where we actually genuinely made something happen. And I thought, you know, no surprise at all that it's been Rashford. You know, I think that if Martial was going to get dropped for this game, then the only reasonable replacement could have been Rashford. You know, he looked so good last weekend against Hull coming on into that second half and caused so much so many issues for that back four and he did much the same again although to be fair around sort of the last half an hour 20 minutes City really did seem to get a handle and shut down the supply on our left hand side so it made it much more difficult for him to get forward and we did struggle to create as much as we had them but no I mean that chance wasn't necessarily wonderful to see I mean 
But then again, you look at the big turning point in the second half, essentially, which was Mark Clattenburg not giving either a penalty or a red card for Claudio Bravo. And whilst I am uh, convinced that that should have been a red card or a penalty at the very least, I don't think we can look at that situation and say that we lost the game because of that. I think it's just a, a bad decision. What would you reckon? Yeah, um, in in the heat of the moment, it's easy to get annoyed that those kind of decisions don't go your way. But uh, Ferguson used to always say that these kind of things even out over the course of a season, and and they do. And you know, if we were in touching distance of of equalising or getting something out of the game, um, it was based on luck anyway, because it definitely wasn't based on our performance. Ooh. So if 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 a bit of bad luck has cost us, then you know, or should I say, if that decision is, we can't really point to that decision as being the reason we didn't equalise because, you know, we were very fortunate to be as close as we were uh, anyway. Um, yeah, in terms of the other sort of talking point from the second half, I thought it was quite interesting that Rooney actually ended up playing out, out sort of towards the right again. He can play anywhere, Kev. Well, no, he does play anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, um, you know, Rooney far from our biggest problem today. Um, but mm. I thought it was interesting that when we really started chasing the game, um, Mourinho popped him out onto the flank, um, where he played okay. Um, but key in, in a key move installed Pogba more central, or should I say further forward in a central position and, and, yeah, it just seems significant to me that he didn't say, if he's got confidence in Rooney to be his main man in that position there, then, then he, he actually moved him out of that position quite early. Yeah, I mean, it was noticeable that Rooney was the one shoved out wide. And to be fair, as you noticed, I didn't think he did that badly. I think Valencia still having his miraculous legs of running considering that he had just arrived back from uh, South America playing for Ecuador on Friday. I mean, just ridiculous that you know, I, I can barely get up in the morning, so I don't know how Valencia does it. Yeah, I thought he did fine. I think the deliveries could have been a little bit better. I think we struggled to find Pogba and Ibrahimovic in that second half with our crossing towards the Stratford end. Mm-hmm. And I think that yeah, there were several occasions where you just wanted a quicker release or a better delivery and it just wasn't there. And yeah, maybe that'll come. And I do think we have improved a little bit better in that department over the last couple of weeks, which has been good to see. Mm. And, you know, I still think that looking at Rashford, I still think that we can be getting more of out of him as well. I, I thought, as I mentioned earlier on, he helped immeasurably in terms of our attack because what he's always going to do is give you a more direct outlet than what we initially had on the pitch. And I think it's noticeable the change in our approach when we have that. I think he brings other players into the game because he is so good at running with the ball and he might not necessarily run at full pelt, but he'll be dribbling enough and holding up the ball enough to allow other people to come into the game, which is really invaluable because especially in those sort of instances where we are struggling to create, it's great to be able to grab more people forward. Obviously, the problem with that is, again, that if we commit too many men forward, then we get ripped to shreds on the break, as we very, very nearly did today on several occasions. You know, Kevin De Bruyne with that shot flashed at an immaculate angle uh, off the post and then across the goal, which was a heart-in-mouth moment if ever there was one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess at that point we were at a place where we were saying, right, well, if we don't sort of just attack now, then we're not going to get anything out of the game anyway. So it was, it was a risk, but it was deemed necessary by Mourinho. And... Considering 
what's come before Mourinho in the last three years. I'm quite glad to see, you know, something that's not a fullback substitution and a bullish maintaining of the of the pre-agreed plan when it comes to these kind of things. Um, you yeah, know, he we threw seen he, one fullback substitution yet yeah. so far this season. I don't, yeah, think. I don't, I don't believe so. But you know, he threw he threw everything at it. He threw everything and the kitchen sink at it. But the end, he was bringing on. Um, by the time he brought on Martial, he was playing three at the back. You know, so he he, he was not afraid to just say right. We need a goal here, so I'm going to put on our attackers. And, you know, he was, I guess, blunt enough to admit it afterwards that he, he got his tactical decisions wrong. Um, I think we will see a much more settled and much changed United team by the next time we play them. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's very, very early. My overall conclusion from the game is there were some positives. There were a lot of negatives, but... What it showed to me more than anything else is, is we're probably just don't have it as together as we thought we did. Um, but it's really, really early and we have time to still get it all together, if that makes sense. I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged by the approach when we went behind. I'm encouraged by the fight that was shown. I'm encouraged that we were still chasing an equalizer for the last 10, 15 minutes of the game. There, there was times last year when we were losing under Van Hal where it was 10 minutes to go and we were 1-0 down or, or a goal behind it. It didn't even feel like we were attacking, you know? Um, so the fact that we were still mm. pinging crosses into the mixer uh, when it was 95 minutes and change is is encouraging. You know, um, not our day. just wasn't our day. We got outplayed and we can't re- even though we had opportunities and there was decisions that went against us, we can't really have any complaints about the result. Uh, we'll have better days than this. this. This is not indicative of a problem that we have in terms of where we're going, I don't think. No, no, absolutely, I'd agree. I, I think the if you look at the first blip on the record for uh, for Moyes and Van Hal, you know, it took Van Hal what, four games, I think, in the league to win his first one? It was a really, really slow start of two years ago. And, you know, Moyes came a cropper so badly in this fixture at the Etihad three seasons ago. And it was, what, mm-hmm. 4-1 defeat. So <laughs> it, it certainly looks a bit brighter now than it did in either of those two eras, put it that way. And I think that because this is all so new and because we have a better quality of manager, whilst there were some causes for concern today, I don't think you can say that these are all symptomatic of problems that we're going to have further down the line or that we're having now. You know, I think the big problems today were more individual performances and Mourinho not quite getting his team selection right for the derby. I don't necessarily look at that game and think, oh gosh, it's absolutely the end of the world because it absolutely isn't. It's really, really frustrating and it wasn't a great you know, it wasn't great to see us go down like that in the first half. But, you know, as you pointed out, at least we came back in the second half. At least we showed some fight because that's not something we've seen a lot of in, in the last three years. And as we did when we, in the whole game, when we were trying to get that goal, we tried something different and we brought attackers on. We went for it. And it's this change in mentality that I think is the most positive aspect that we can take out of the game. Where Mourinho has got this team thinking that they are good enough and reminding them of their ability to the fact that they feel like they can keep going until the end, even though they were very clearly tired. I mean, the tiredness thing, I don't necessarily sure we can read too much into that because if a lot of the players have been away on international duty. So I don't want to be too critical because, you know, I'm not running my heart out for 90 minutes against a very well-drilled city side. If you were going to leave me with one final thought on the game, I would probably say something in the lines of frustrating, but, you know, it's one game and we'll move on. Yeah, I think... It would have been a learning experience for Mourinho today. He would have seen exactly how much work uh, needs to be done. And it shone, shone a big old spotlight on the areas of the team that still need work. Personally, 
I think that we, that games like today will be the catalyst for the kind of change that we're all kind of eventually expecting when it comes to the personnel that are chosen to be in the absolute fulcrum of this team and, the, and, and what, what this team is built around. I don't think today would have been like a light bulb moment from Rio in which he, he thought, right, okay, I need to make some changes long term. Um, but I think the cracks are probably starting to appear when it comes to Rooney. And obviously the cracks have been appearing in terms of his actual ability and performances for a long time now. But he said he's had a relatively decent start of the season. Mm. Um, But I think what today shown for me is that Mourinho realises that to to get the best out of his team, uh, there's probably going to be some changes needed. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's a game. It's the fourth game of the season and, and it's... There's a lot more to come, and we'll, we'll still improve. So on Thursday, uh, we uh, see the return of that most prestigious competition held in such high affection and regard by all Reds. <laughs> uh, definitely not seen as a pain in the backside that we just need to get out of the way of. Um, Feyenoord in the Europa League, and the Europa League in general should be. I'm quite optimistic that we can, you know, win the eight thousand games it takes to win it. How, how are you feeling about it? Um. I am kind of looking at it in a way that I'm glad that several of the members of the squad that haven't really had any sort of a look in so far this season will actually get a game. So that's you know, the likes of Schneiderlin, that's Memphis, that's Darmian, your mate Mateo. <laughs> Mike Smalling will get a game as well, which would be quite a novel thing. You know, there's there's been several members of the squad who just haven't had a chance so far this season. I understand that Mourinho is trying to stick with a core squad of players because he doesn't want to chop and change too much, which is typically symptomatic of his approach, right? Yeah. So... That's that's normally what he does, so that's fine. But it'll be nice to see a couple of the the squad members who, you know, showed plenty of promise for us last season or had a difficult year and are trying to kick on just get their chance to actually impress. You know, I think I would chuck most of that bench apart from maybe Romero because I think it might be actually good if we make a lot of changes to keep Dave in goal for that Thursday game. You know, I'd, I'd definitely put Smalling in there. I'd maybe keep Shaw, put Darmian, Schneiderlin, Herrera, Mata. Martial, Rashford, rest Ibrahimovic. In terms of the actual Europa League as a whole, it's a trek into the unknown to a certain extent, just because it's a competition that we haven't been at at this stage for, well, oh, good grief, well over 20 years? I can't remember. I don't think. We have, we've never been in it since it, it's been rebranded, for sure. Um, and I, if I remember correctly, I think it was the 94-95 season that we went into the UEFA Cup group stages. So it's been a damn long time. It's going to be very, very difficult to try and make a proper go of that with our main core squad and the Premier League at the same time. So I'm happy for Mourinho to approach it in the way that he views best, as long as he feels he can put a team out that is going to compete. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily excited by it, but I'm interested to see how we do. Yeah, I mean, way. that's an interesting point. Like, we're, are we, are we assuming then that he's definitely going to just change it all around for the Europa League every week? He's going to have to, I think, mate. I mean, you look at the, the way it's all structured at the moment. I think based on the tired legs that we saw today, I wouldn't necessarily want to chuck, you know, seven, eight or nine of the players that played today and chuck them on a plane to final and have them be back for Watford on the weekend. I would say that the league is absolutely going to be his priority, isn't it? That's pretty much what Well, no, said. sure, I, I appreciate that, but there's a difference between um, rotating your squad and operating with a squad of players. There's a difference between that and having your 
league team and your Europa League team for all the players that aren't going to get a game in the league. You know, there is there is a difference. Like, um, you know, it, it's a question of is he going to make some changes or is he going to make wholesale changes? And that's, uh, you know, they t- tell you two very different stories about how seriously he'll take the competition. Mourinho never seems to show anything but utter contempt for the Europa League when it's when it's sort of mentioned. But he did make some interesting comments about you know um, the draw for the group stages um, made it feel like more of a Champions League group, um, which I'm um, um, probably still a bit of a stretch. But bit of a stretch, yeah. E- even though it'll be a trek um, in terms of it's it's just a, like a marathon to to win the actual competition. Surely success breeds success, right? And I can't fathom being in a competition and not wanting to win it. Uh, the 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 mass consensus of well, this competition is just you know a problem that we just need to. I hope we just like go out of it and don't have to worry about it anymore. That seems to be among a lot of United fans is something that baffles me. I can kind of see both sides of it. I would like to see us do well in it, and it would be nice to you know be successful in a European competition again because it's been quite some time since we've done that. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not necessarily sure how damaging it's going to be. Because I, I still think that regardless of what happens today, I still think we've got a very good chance of winning the league this season or at least challenging for it right to the end. Yeah. So I would be happy for Mourinho to put his eggs in that basket and rotate as he sees fit for the Europa League. It depends how he wants to approach it. If he wants to give it this sort of Champions League status, then... I think towards the last couple of months of the season, that could prove quite dangerous in terms of the status of the actual competition itself. It, it's just it's much of a much of a nothingness for me, to be quite honest. It, it's there. I mean, this is very much a transition season anyway. I'm not 100 percent convinced that we're going to win the league. I'm not 100 percent sure of what we're going to see. I'm just hoping for improvement. And if that involves winning the Europa League, great. But if it doesn't, then that's fine too. Hmm. I'd like to see us win it. I'd, I'd just it's a competition that. We've not won before, so it'd be nice to see us win it. A trophy's a trophy. How much did we enjoy the FA Cup win last year? And fair enough, the FA Cup is a lot more prestige than the Europa League. But I It's a lot less games. A lot less games. Yeah. I think if it were if games were on a Wednesday rather than a Thursday, people might have less of an issue with it. I think it's just travelling to some of the outer reaches of Europe to to on a Thursday and coming back and playing you know, on a Sunday with maybe a day's training, it, it, I, I can understand the contempt it, it's sort of held with, or, or should I say, the way it's dismissed as as a distraction. But I just would like to see this team um, making a real fundamentally positive mark on a European competition um, this year would set us up well for a return to the Champions League next year. That's my sort of sure. thought. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree on that. I mean, I think you mentioned... Uh... You know, success breeds success. You know, think about how important that probably the Worthington Cup when we won it back in the day in two thousand and six, <laughs> and how important that was as a springboard to those uh, three successive league titles. Yeah. So yeah, if we get it, I-, I can see it being a very big deal, and I think that it will be particularly important for the likes of Memphis, who's just not had any game time at all this season. And I think that it- it's a chance for players who have been either you know started the season, but perhaps now on the fringes a little bit more you're able to show what they can do you know i think that there's opportunities for a lot of players here at the moment based on what we've seen today to stake a claim for a place in the starting lineup because i don't think there are too many places that are absolutely nailed down on the basis of what we've seen today Mm, that's fair enough right let's move on to some twitter questions my friend let's move on to some twitter questions my friend andy navel at navelism asks why did we seem surprised by tiki taka and kevin de bruyne being good such a poor setup from kickoff well, was it a poor setup or was it poorly executed? 
I would say perhaps more the latter. I mean, we just were not at the races at all at the start of that game today, really, were we? Nah, it was a couple of individual clangers as well, let's not forget. it took They started the game really, really strongly, and it took us half an hour to get going. I don't think we were tactically surprised. I think we just didn't play well. It's that simple. Mighty Mike at Mighty Mike 2509 says, Lingard over Martial Rashford baffling, especially coming back from injury. Played well second half, and are amazing. Penalty? That's a lot if of the question is just penalty. <laughs> if, it, if a question is just penalty, then yes, Mike. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, I guess we sort of covered it off a bit earlier. It, it was surprising to see, uh, Lingard come back in just straight away. Um, but, you know, he does have a track record of, of scoring goals in big games and his work rate is good. And I guess the boss figured that Martial needed a rest or needed to come out or for whatever reason. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. It didn't make sense to me. Geek Show at Show Me The Geek asks, well, actually says, will be interesting to see how Mourinho picks the boys up from this. Um, I, Twitter statements, not Twitter questions. Yeah, I know. I th- I'm, I'm happy with Twitter <laughs> statements, to be fair. If Mourinho feels like he has to pick the players up from this game and that he's seeing a lot of despondency on the basis of this result, I'd be really, really worried and very, very concerned. You know, as much as we have laid into our team tonight, it was just one game. You know, Mourinho got it wrong and a couple of players had a couple of substandard performances. Let's not go overboard and suggest that, you know, the, the world is ending or anything like that. Or this is a, a an absolutely terrible afternoon's work because it just isn't. You know, in terms of picking them up, we've got enough serial winners in our team to not have to worry about this sort of stuff. Surely if... If he's got to pick them up after this game, or I wasn't great, then I'm concerned. Yeah, no, ideally you hope that the reaction will be one of anger and a determination that it's not going to happen again. It was, it seemed like there was a pretty big gap between United and City at times, but all it takes is for United's performance to drop by 20% and City's performance to improve by 20%. And all of a sudden you've got, you know, a, a sizable gap compounded by individual errors and I guess a lack of uh, cohesion in the team because it's still forming. So, uh, yeah, no, we can't read too much into it. Charlie at Charlinado asks, when Moo drops Rooney, how good will a 4-3-3 of Fellaini, Pogba and Ander be? How good will a 4-3-3 of Fellaini, Pogba and Ander? Mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you stick your neck out there, Kev. I appreciate that about you. I mean, I'd like to see how Schneiderlin would do in this setup, to be honest. I, I do think that towards the end of today's game in particular, it was noticeable that we were essentially sending up balls to Fellaini and trying to get him to nod it on to someone else in the hopes that we might actually carve a chance out of something. That's reverted to type a little bit. I don't think Fellaini did that badly today. I thought he was relatively up for it again, even though he got booked again. Yeah. To, to warp to warp the question slightly, I think a switch to four three three will be an, an inherently positive move for the team. And it, Pogba. It, and Pogba. It should get the best out of a large number of our players and you know it addresses the Rooney thing um it, it's Is still thing around Rooney <laughs> yeah i mean i'm i'm still unconvinced we're going to see it anytime soon for that reason i mean uh, for political reasons it's massive for for Rooney to be dropped and i do think it's coming but it, it might not happen soon um well you hope that when it does come uh, it would be successful and on paper uh, which is the dangerous thing about it, <laughs> it, uh, it looks like it would be a positive move for all involved. No, well, don't forget Garth Crooks' famous saying, Kev, on paper they should win, but we don't play football on paper. <laughs> Dirt McGirt asks, where is Mike Smalling? Uh, he's waiting, playing a waiting game, isn't he? He might not have to wait too much longer now after 
Blind's performance today. No, no. I, I chuck him in on Thursday against Final for sure. He needs the games for sure. I, I wouldn't be tempted to keep Betty and Blind together just for sake of nah. consistency in that Europa League game. Mark Ferguson at Mark underscore E underscore F asks, how many acquisitions are we off realistically being able to challenge for Champions League glory next season? Crikey. Um, that's a really difficult question to ask because you're not necessarily sure looking where we are right now, where we absolutely have to have improvement based on the players we've got. I mean, do we have to bring in another right back for Valencia? You're probably suggesting to bring in another, you know, top class centre back to go alongside Bay. Do you want to take Fellaini out and go for someone, you know, a little bit more adaptable and a bit more skillful? Do you want to try Mkhitaryan? If that doesn't work, then what do we do from there? That's a really tough one to answer in one go. Guys, thank you very much for listening. That's all we've got for this week, unfortunately. We had some issues with post-production with the edit, and unfortunately I couldn't get most of Kev's responses to the latter half of the question period. Do apologise for that. I'll make sure I follow anyone up whose question was missed off and make sure that's picked up next week. Don't forget, you can always get us on Twitter at RedVoicesMUFC. You can get me at at Leonard. You can get Kev at Kev underscore LT. You can also go to a lovely blog, which is RedVoicesMUFC.wordpress.com. That's all we've got time for this week. We hope you have a very, very pleasant six, seven days, and we'll be back after Watford next weekend. Cheerio. Have a blinder of a week. Bye.